0: Are you saying my sense of humor is like sophomore? I am saying you like are I like a child, sound like a
1: child, and it's <laughs> it's very oh, it's simple. Fair. I it's fair. I use bright colors when I need to communicate with you, and, and yep. it's okay. <laughs> Welcome to Cast with No Name. We're your hosts, I'm Jay and I'm Matt. This is episode 55. This episode we talk about our top 5 90s comedies. But first, don't forget to visit our website castwithnoname.com where you can listen to our entire library. Ep- episode library. I uh, can comment on episodes, write to our email. Uh, also thank you for listening. If you enjoy this show, write us on Apple, write us on Spotify. Like us. On Instagram, comment and, on anything. So yeah, just yeah, just talk to us so we're not diddling ourselves. Uh, well, which Jay enjoys, regardless. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so uh, top five 90s comedies. Right, we haven't done these
0: one of these in a while.
1: So last time, well, yeah, last time was romantic comedies. Yep. And then, uh, but our last decade comedies was the eighties.
0: Yeah. So what did you did you have more fun? Fun, fun, Fun? Did you have more fun compiling this list or the '80s list? Meaning, what decade do you think was funnier overall?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's a cheat because I, we grew up in the '90s. Technically, we grew up in the '90s, so yes, we did. We remember more of '90s than what we do of '80s. Sure. Um, but I
0: and much of our sense of humor is probably from informed the the, yeah. from these movies. So mm-hmm. there's like a. There's a nostalgia to them.
1: Yeah, we're not... I think we're about a decade too young to be quoting Steve Martin all the time yeah, and right. all that. Um, yep. But I there's definitely... There's a lot more comedies in the 90s than what I had rem- initially remembered. Did you do um, some Googling? Uh, a just little bit of Googling, a little bit of looking in the my library, and then just randomly, oh my God, that was in the 90s too. That was in the night because yeah. the n- late 90s to early to mid 2000s is just kind of a blur. Yeah. It's all those just kind of meld together. Um but uh but yeah, I so it was I think I had a tougher time creating a top 5 list from this decade than in the the, the 80s. 80s. Yeah. How yeah, about you? I agree, same thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there I just didn't realize how many just how many movies... Because there was a lot of comedic movie stars from the 90s. Yeah. More so than I think in the 80s. And that's why... I mean, they were just coming mm-hmm. coming out every single year. Like, if you were a comedic star, it seemed like they had a movie out with you starring in it every year. Yeah. It was the height of SNL, too. So, it mm-hmm. seemed like every SNL cast member had their own movie.
1: Yep. Yeah. And and I feel like the comedy... I mean, there's some comedies from the 80s that are still good. But I feel like there's quite a few in the 90s that just kind of uh, transcended decades or maybe it's just and maybe it's just because we're at this age to where I'm sure if we ask somebody that's like just graduated high school or that are in college, half these movies they probably haven't seen before either. So I'm sure it's just a generational thing. But as far as our generation goes, I feel like this is um, one of this decade is definitely the more formative decade as far as humor. Yeah. Um,
0: Did you think that they focused more on story arc in the 80s? Not not to say that the 90s movies didn't have story arc. They had a little bit, but I think when I, watching I cuz I watched maybe seven movies that I that I thought would make the top 5 and it mm-hmm. seemed like they're the arc was there but they were more focused on the, the actual comedy like the setup, punchline and the gags. And the gag more so than the arc, like those came first, and then the arc kind of came secondary. Like the arc wasn't as important as like the the bit was, like that that scene in
1: particular. So it's interesting you say that because my top five, not so much. Really? Yeah. And <laughs> and I I think I know what movies you're kind of referencing. Um, but are you saying my sense of humor is like sophomore I am saying you like are like a child, sound like a child, and it's. <laughs> It's very no, it's simple. Fair. I it's fair. I use bright colors when I need to communicate with you, and and yep. it's okay. Well. Um, no, I, I I get what you're saying. I was going to say the other way around, to where it felt sure. like the '80s was more bits, okay, and felt like interesting. But I mean, but I'm sure every decade has those two things. So I mean, you have things like, um, for example, like Austin Powers feels very. For the gag, for I mean, there is a slight arc, but then, um, and but you have those in the '80s too, like Airplane. You have Mm -hmm. um, the bit movies are just the pure, straight uh, parody comedy. Um, But then you have some softer comedies, like um, uh, in the '80s, like the Tom Hanks and uh, Shelley Long Uh, Money Pit, Money Pit, to where. Kind of it's not even romantic comedy, but it that's the arc is in the house, but there's so many funny moments in there throughout the movie that kind of carries it through. Right. Um same thing with like Beverly Hills Cop. There's an arc there, but then you have yep. some of that uh the comedy that's sprinkled in there. But the nineties I think had that too, to where um you had those storylines, for instance. Um I mean, Happy Gilmore, I think, kinda of played that line carefully as far as yeah there were some bits but you had the overall arc it was kind of more the story right with humor sprinkled in um you were you were wondering if he was going to save his grandma's house yeah same thing with uh friday um which is um a story serious story but it's it's a comedy like you had the but it didn't have those bits but it had that character arc kind of thing right um but yeah i found long story short I thought the exact opposite. Um, Fair enough. Initially, or when I think about comedy, I always think of um, '80s comedy. Typically, has a less less of an arc. And maybe you're
0: you're probably arc. right. And I just remember, like the ones that stand out to me are, are ones that had more of an arc. Like you said, Beverly Hills Cop, Money Pit. Mm-hmm. I thought, they felt like the arc
1: was there more. So it's it service the arc versus servicing the gags. But at the same time, we're also talking about different styles of comedy or yeah. different uh, styles of comedy comedic stories to where one like scary movie is just straight parody. Yeah, it's parody. it's it's there like in the epic movie and not another teen movie that kind of stuff wow, you
0: really listen off these yeah that's great movies those fantastic <laughs> uh
1: thanks um obviously those are just there for bits mm-hmm. but um and that's obviously parody and uh more slapsticky um kind of comedy as opposed to just straight up more drama comedy
0: right well, from your list, did, were there a couple that you hadn't seen in a while, or that you were shocked
1: there, that it actually made the list, <clears throat> or did you know going ahead like this is probably going to make my list? Um, there is one. There is one I knew that was going to make my list, right? Um, and actually, like when I first started thinking about it, I most of my top five ended up that my initial five, most of them ended up just staying okay. in my top five. Um so as far as the criteria that I used Yeah, what was your criteria? I did not I stayed away I tr I stayed away from romantic comedies. Okay. Um because one We already made that list. We we already made that list. Mm-hmm. Uh but there that list that we made that was Christie's and I's list. Sure. So my top 5 romantic comedies are actually different than ours together because the way we went about picking them it was Let's write down our favorite romantic comedies. We'll find ones that are both on each of our lists. Now we'll rank those. Right, so that's how we came okay. up with the list. So and I, yeah, have, you're
0: saying your your list is wrong, Christy. Mine's right. Yes. I'll will throw you a branch I, here.
1: I threw her several <laughs> bones. Uh, Cause that's just who you are. You're just I giving. Am. I'm I'm kind. a giving individual. You are. And um, good so, for you. Yeah. Good for you, uh, Jay. So I took out romantic comedies okay. because there are several uh, from the '90s that are on there, but then I feel like most of my list would have been romantic comedy. Yeah, and so. you can
0: create your own. I mean, that's a separate list. Yeah. It's a, its own category, right? Mm-hmm. It's own genre. Okay. So and no romantic comedies.
1: So no romantic comedies. And, um, I also, I stayed away from, how do I want to say this? Uh, I, I picked movies that obviously I enjoyed. Um, but, movies that i would st- i still enjoy now as much as i feel like as much as i did back then or more sure yeah or yeah. more um because some of them because if you asked me in the 90s what my top 5 comedies were it would not be this list the same and yeah. uh some of these i kind of grew to like but some of these i also uh, have always just liked um would mr nanny be in your your top five in
0: 1995? Uh, no, but there would be a lot of Kevin Smith. And, All right, yeah.
1: Um, I honestly didn't even think about any of those movies except for Clerks Yeah. Um, when it came down to it. so but <laughs> Mr. Nanny, Three Ninjas. Um, three Ninjas knuckle up. Um, that's right, man. But, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of cool. how I went about it. I, it needed to be something that I, I still would like to watch. Um, but it was tough because there was some, there's definitely ones in the honorable mention that I haven't seen in a long time that I would still like to see because I remember them being funny and I remember watching them. But I think as far as like comedies, I, I tried to steer towards the better movies right? Um that I still enjoyed. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, how about you?
0: Same, same, uh, the, the number one overall criteria was it just had to be funny, just nonstop with the comedy, Never lets up. I was that's never where I, lets up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was trying to do. That's how I started the list. Was okay. What what movies? Just they're just laugh a minute, mm-hmm. and that's where it started. And then I was like, shit, that's a long list. I don't know how I'm gonna. Anyway, so I leaned towards what you were saying: no romantic comedies, and I didn't. I I thought it had to be an overall good movie, mm-hmm. like well made, not just yeah. Which I, I'll, I'll explain in a couple of my honorable mentions why for that reason alone, like it, it's, it's very funny, but it's not necessarily like technically it's not like a good movie with, mm-hmm. a, you know, yeah. good arc or anything. So sure. anyway, if it had, a, if it was a good movie, well-directed, good performances, that kind of set the bar that flipped it over the edge to making the list. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. You want to go first?
1: Sure. Uh, my number five is the uh, uh, award-winning, it's not, um, a lot of people don't like this movie. I, or I, I just don't see a lot of people talking about it. But it came out in '96. It's directed by Harold Ramis. It's called Multiplicity and stars Michael Keaton. Oh, and
0: I'm not gonna lie. I've, I've seen that movie one time, and it, it was probably in the late '90s. Mm-hmm. I, was,
1: I don't remember it. Yeah, and it's. Um, I mean, it's not. I don't know. It's got a 6.1 on IMDb. It's it's not. It's not the. It's definitely not the first movie that people think of when they think '90s comedy. Mm-hmm. Um. But I picked this because I like Michael Keaton so much. I watched the crap out of this when I was younger. Um, so if if you're unaware, uh, it's uh, Multiplicity is a man who is never uh, has enough time for things that he wants to do is offered the opportunity to have himself duplicated. And Is Andy McDowell in that movie? Yeah, Andy McDowell plays his wife. Because she was in Groundhog Day, which is, was that the movie yeah, before? Harold Ramis also directed that one. Right. Um and, uh, Eugene Levy's in it. Uh, I mean, a bunch of, I mean, Brian Doyle Murray, like uh, Julie yeah. Bowen. Um, you have quite a few, uh, Julie Bowen was in that. Yeah. She plays, uh, I think she plays, uh, somebody that, uh, what year was it? 96. Same year. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, came out. So like she like, she's yeah, in all these... <laughs> on her way up. on her way up. Um, and, uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it's, I, I enjoy it cause it's fun. It's, um, it, if you like Michael Keaton doing comedy, you get Michael Keaton, uh, I think four different ways. So, okay. um, he plays his normal self, then he gets cloned and his clone is kind of more of the masculine side of him. And then he gets cloned again because he still doesn't have enough time to do all the shit that he wants to do. Um, and then that clone is more of a feminine side of him. Okay. And then eventually one of the clones get a clone because they didn't want to do some of the housework or some of the bullshit right. they didn't want to take care of. But it, it's it's fun seeing Michael Keaton play off of himself. But, I mean, it, it's just a great comedic role for him. Um, it's lighthearted. I mean, it's got a decent, um, I guess, moral or theme. Right. And, um, and I don't know. I, I just always... Enjoyed it as a solid movie. But I, I, Is I it a romantic comedy, it. though? Uh, so he d- does end up getting into um, like relationship problems, which you kind of can't dodge in a movie, but I definitely wouldn't categorize this as a romantic comedy. Okay. Um, That's not the centerpiece of the story. I feel like it's not. I mean one he's already it's not a will they won't they kind of thing it's just the the central problem yeah he does have marital strife in this movie but that's not the central issue the central issue is he is bombarded by work his family life he doesn't have time for himself and he feels out of control of his gotcha. own situation and it's <clears throat> um, it's a story about a man trying to get that back under control um, which I feel like at least in our age, we can kind of relate to that more so now than what we could back right. then. Um, Is
0: it sort of like uh, like Click, meaning that instead of using clones, he's he's trying to travel back in time because he's a have, little bit has, it has some of the same things and... to
1: where he wants to he wants to get to the good stuff first. Right? Um, Click, I always kind of figured, uh thought of as like a high tech version of It's a Wonderful Life a right, little bit, right. uh, but yeah, same kind of uh, thema- thematic tones yeah. to where. Um, and I'm only bringing that up because I don't consider Click a romantic comedy because mm-hmm. it's yeah. not the so it's not the main yeah it's more about personal struggle right um, or being happy with what you have right. kind of a thing so yeah um, but yeah I mean it's fun I mean, movie Harold it's, Ramis is awesome yeah so. it, it's it's a uh, it's a competent comedy and which is <laughs> like as far as being on the top five but I mean it's not gonna um, it's not gonna change your life but is it, it uh, was it written by him Harold no, Ramis uh, it was written by three writers okay. Uh, but, um, it, I, I think, uh, like some of the writers were like from National Lampoon. So, gotcha. um, but I think it's, it's definitely worth a watch and, uh, especially if you're a fan of Michael Keaton. Right. He's great. And, and uh, anything like, I wish he would just do comedy. All the time. All the time. Like, I think that's when he's at his best. Yeah. I don't want no scrubs. Don't be chasing waterfalls. Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing that on purpose? I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know what
0: that is. <laughs> Did you hear they're coming out with Beetlejuice 2?
1: Finally. Like, I'm not finally as in, oh, I've been I waiting for this. I can't wait to this. See it. But this is one, that's one of those movies that has just been in production hell. Because, mm-hmm. like, forever it's like, Beetlejuice... Like, there's one working title is, like, Beetlejuice Goes to Hawaii or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. But they've been talking about Beetlejuice 2 for probably long 20 years and yeah it's just recently i've seen casting announcements and everything else because i think Jen, jenny or whoever played uh wednesday, wednesday. is in yeah. it uh michael keaton's in it and then i think they they announced a couple other people but yeah um yeah <laughs> i know
0: i hope it's more on along the lines of because i love beetlejuice mm-hmm. i hope it's along the lines of top gun maverick in terms of
1: yeah. And not How, what it number could two. be versus.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dumb and number two or uh, anything that's come out in the past three years.
1: Yeah. It's I one thing I hope they maintain is just kind of like the the mystical element, because that's, yeah. that's one of my favorite parts about Beetlejuice is just the fun stuff, like drawing a chalk line on the door, knocking three times, then going into the afterworld. Yeah. And seeing that and just those little um, nuggets of. The afterlife, or how things work in that arena, without just diving straight into it, but just enough to kind of pique your curiosity, or kind of make you go, "Oh, that—that's kind of clever." Yep. I hope they have some of that stuff instead of just rehashing, yeah, the same shit they did.
0: Yeah, I just recently watched uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music because mm-hmm. I love Bill and Ted's, yeah. you know, how Excellent Adventure. It's just not good. No, it just drains all the the fun out of it, mm-hmm. and they substitute it for like a green screen and. It sucks. Yeah. It's just, why make it? Just stop.
1: (laughs) Because someone had money and said, make it. (laughs) I know. What are you going to do? But yeah, that's my number five. Multiplicity. Your number five. My number five is uh,
0: Kevin Smith's debut, Clerks. Clerks.
1: Yes. It's my honorable mention.
0: Is it? Yes. Yeah, actually, four out of five of my choices are writer-directors. Actually, they're all... Four to five are writer directors and four to five are their debuts. So I don't know if that's it's like you always say they have forever to write their first movie and, yep. and then maybe that's why one year to write their second. <clears throat> right. Uh you know, Clerk stands out because it was made for no money and you can tell. Mm-hmm. It's very raw. Uh twenty two thousand dollars. Right. Isn't that crazy? And for that for for that amount of money for it to come out the way it did is just mm-hmm. the characters are great. Uh The actors in it just just play them so well. It's it's very engaging and entertaining. These n- nonsense conversations they're having throughout the movie. Yeah. So they're just for whatever reason they're interesting. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're a kid, you're like, like, is this what adults talk about <laughs> all day? Yeah. It makes no sense. Some of them do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. When as you get older, you realize that yeah, people do talk about nonsense all day.
1: Yeah. The uh, what uh, I I lo- the thing I love about that movie is. um I mean, obviously the dialogue. Yes. So it was this movie, and then shortly after, Reservoir Dogs came out, mm-hmm. and um, it was a lot of lot of pop pop culture references. So before, um, it was cool to do that. Yeah, that the, the, these were the first movies that were doing that mm-hmm. because a lot of like a lot of movies just wouldn't talk about other movies or other pop... I mean, if, if they did talk about or make a reference to pop culture, it'd be something like very, very old or something that everyone would get to where yeah. Clerks was more nerd pop culture. They were talking about Jaws, Star Wars. Um, yeah, like the moral implications of doing a trench run on the Death Star. And, yeah, oh, yeah. D- did he just murder 500,000 people? Or is it... Or do the Stormtroopers kind of be... Responsible for who their employer is, kind of yeah. a thing. So whose fault? Like they would have nerdy conversations like that, and a lot of the movie was that kind of stuff that yeah. um, you hadn't I, really seen before, right?
0: And the the fact that it feels like a documentary, mm-hmm. like it feels like if you went down to your local convenience store, like I mean, the way me and you grew up and all, movies before this were, you know, everything was polished and yeah. and it didn't seem like it was taking place like right down the street mm-hmm. this felt like it took place right down the street with people that ran the convenience store yeah
1: and it worked out because it the black and white gave it that security footage yeah. look um and but also it was cheaper to buy black and white film yeah um and it, it also helped for uh daylight scenes and stuff like that just from the yeah Logistics of him having to make the movie because he shot it at night at the convenience store he worked at. and um,
0: This is the first black and white movie I ever saw Yeah, that I remember liking.
1: I, uh, I, could, I probably would agree with that for myself as well. Uh, maybe It's a Wonderful Life. I don't remember if I really got Yeah, I don't remember. Um, but it, I do remember it being black and white was a thing because it was a recent movie had come out. A lot of people were talking about it and it was black and white, which
0: didn't make sense. Yeah, it didn't because why 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 would you do that? Why
1: isn't it in color? Well, it's an independent movie. What's that? And so, Mm -hmm. because the independent movie scene was also like kind of becoming into the limelight of its own. uh, Sundance was starting to get bigger and everything else before. Now Sundance is just another distribution film festival where people go to find distributors and their quote unquote, independent movie will be shown there kind of a thing. Right. So.
0: And, and, and this movie introduces you to a man called Randall. Mm-hmm. Got a little cli- clip here. Right. My favorite line that he has in the whole movie. Junkie. you
1: cat. What's his name? Annoying customer. Fucking
0: dickhead. <laughs> Randall's like one of those characters that doesn't really exist in real life, but you want him to. Mm-hmm. Like, you want, you want to be friends with that guy because he or, speaks... or you're
1: friends with somebody you think is more like Randall. Right, right. And But no one thinks they're Randall. Everyone kind of wants to have the sense of humor it's Randall, but no one... But everyone has that friend. Oh, he's probably kind of close to Randall, but not quite there.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there was also, like... I don't remember seeing a movie that had conversations between... Like, relationship conversations like the one I'm going to show... Here, which mm-hmm. is one of the funniest things in the whole movie probably my favorite scene yeah.
2: you sucked that guy's dick yeah how do you think I knew that he wait but you said you only had sex with three different guys you never mentioned him because I never had sex with him you sucked his dick we went out a few times. We never had sex, but we fooled around. Oh, my God. Why did you tell me you only had sex with three different guys? Because I did only have
0: sex with three different guys. That doesn't mean I didn't just go with people. Oh,
2: my God. I feel so nauseous.
0: Sorry, Dante. I thought you understood.
2: I did understand. I understood that you had sex with three different guys, and that's all you said. Please calm down. How many? Dante. How many dicks Let have you sucked? You go. How many? Wait, right, shut up a second and I'll Jesus, I didn't freak out like this when you told me how many girls you fucked. This is different. This is important. How many? Well? Um, something like 36? What? Something like 36? Who are you boys? Boy, what is that anyway, something like 36? Does that include me? 37. I'm thirty-seven. Going to class. Oh my god. Thirty-seven. My girlfriend sucked thirty-seven dicks in a row. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so good. That, that is great writing, man. Ah. Uh, yeah. He, it's little touches like that in mm-hmm. a row, and then, and then pausing in mid-fight to give the customer change. Mm-hmm. Like that's a real. That's something that would happen in real life, yeah. but in a normal movie, they would like, brush over that stuff and kind of just let the fight go to its natural conclusion without interruption, mm-hmm. which I appreciate.
1: Yeah, it, it's, <clears throat> yeah. The dialogue in that movie—it's really is, good, is top notch, and that's—and it's a yeah. It, it's weird that he—I don't know if he just—I don't know if Kevin Smith lost the touch for it, or if he just yeah. lost interest in writing dialogue. But that was always cause I haven't seen Clerks 3. Um, I haven't either. And I, I'm assuming it's not great because a lot of people haven't talked about it. When Clerks 2 came out, a lot of people said, oh, yeah, it's a nice sequel for the movie and everything or for the stories and of those characters. Um, but I so I don't know if he's lost his touch with the dialogue, but that was always the the clever things with his movies, whether it be Dogma or Mallrats or Chasing Amy and Clerks is. Um, his ability to write dialogue and just that quick banter yeah, uh, conversation.
0: Well, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's very talkative and he's very, he like, he's a, you know, one of the first podcasters ever. So he can definitely carry on a conversation, which, which makes sense because he's, he's a good writer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: anyway, that's my number five. Nice clerks.
1: Yeah. It's good. Number five. Uh, My number four is the bird cage. Oh, and, um, <clears throat> This is, I think I saw this maybe once and it was probably not even in the nineties. Uh, uh, the first time I think I saw this was probably early two thousands. Okay. Uh, I caught it on either HBO or Cinemax or Showtime or like stars or one, one of those, uh, cable movie channels and it, uh, came on is this is the movie that kind of made me fall in love with nathan lane okay um wait it wasn't pumbaa yeah no or timon sorry (laughs) it
0: wasn't (laughs) the lion king
1: it wasn't but um uh it's it's so goofy and over the top um and but it kind of tugs at the heartstrings a little bit and it's it's just fun it's just one of those chaotic it feels like It could be on a stage, like a theater play, Mm -hmm. uh, because it it mainly takes place in this cabaret in one single location. Yep. Um, And if you haven't seen Birdcage, it's uh, a gay cabaret owner and his drag queen companion agree to put up a false straight front so that their son can introduce them to his fiance's right right-wing moralistic parents. And directed by Mike Nichols, who also directed The Graduate. Which is one of your faves. Yes. And... um, (laughs) Uh, stars Robin Williams as Armand Goldman, uh who plays the gay cabaret owner. Nathan Lane plays the uh drag drag queen companion and Gene Hackman plays uh Senator Keeley who's the right wing uh senator as uh Diane Veist, Weist um, Weist Veist. Yeah Callista Flockhart um Christine Baranski, mm. Hank Azaria um and it's great characters the the acting nathan lane is 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 fantastic at it he's Um, great it it's uh i haven't seen it in a while but i do like that movie yeah it's funny it's it it, it's political without taking itself too seriously Mm -hmm. and it's not I, i i don't feel like it I don't want to say threatening. It's it's not divi It doesn't feel divisive no, when you watch I would, it. I wouldn't say so. And um but it's I mean the the characters and the acting is 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 fantastic. Um, I don't think
0: it and also I don't think it panders. No,
1: it Does doesn't. Does that make sense? I don't yeah. think it panders. Um cuz you you can get caught up in that like mm-hmm. really easily. Yeah. And yeah, it yeah, that yeah, that's a very good point is is it doesn't pander. To where mm-hmm. it doesn't like just stop that in its tracks. It lets it, lets it do its thing. Um, and I love it for it, but yeah, it's I asking me in the 90s if this would have been my top five. It, no, because I hadn't even seen it yet. Mm-hmm. And but it's just definitely one that grew on me. Christy and I watch this every once in a while, mm-hmm. and um, because I think I had watched it once, and then I think we were flipping through Netflix one time when we first started dating, and she's like, Oh, the birdcage! I was like, Oh, yes, let's watch that. Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, it's one of those movies you can just put on, though, it's very rewatchable. Oh, yeah. Really Gina um, Hackman's great in it, too. Mm-hmm. It's, like, um, the perfect... Does he always play, like, a senator? I feel like he always plays a senator. Like, when he's in a comedy, he plays he's a playing senator. playing <laughs> Yes.
1: Um, yeah, he always plays that. Usually the hard-nosed... Yeah, the hard-nosed dry guy. Yeah. So, but yeah, fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it, especially if you like Robin Williams, if you like Nathan <laughs> Lane. But it's it's got quick banter back and forth. Character's great. Hank Azaria is awesome in it. Um, and, uh... Yeah, it's fun. It's it's like fun.
0: Hank Azaria never plays like just a normal person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's either he's the 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 crazy effeminate gay gay boy yeah. in the Birdcage. He's a poo on The Simpsons. He's what's that? What's the character he plays in Mystery Men?
1: Oh, 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 God! The uh, the, the Silver Spoon. Yeah, I don't remember something. Yeah, or I mean, or
0: the, he's the dude f- who walks the beach and
1: has that weird accent on yeah, Long Island Poly. I'm a pee. <laughs> yeah. A scuba a scuba. <laughs> Ruben, yeah, he's the most jacked dude ever. Oh, like I know. Just randomly, just randomly. Oh, or he'll play uh, in Friends. Yeah, um, uh, Phoebe's love interest. Goes yeah, to
0: Minsk. Dr. Dr. Minsk. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, so The Birdcage number four.
0: It's great, man. My number four is Friday. Oh, also my honorable mention. That's a great movie. Uh. This is more definitely nostalgia for me because I re- watched this repeatedly on repeat when yeah. I was growing up. Yep. Because it was one of those movies that you knew you weren't supposed to watch because you were too young for it. But I, for whatever reason, I got away mm-hmm. with watching it. My mom let me because it feels kind of like a hangout movie. Yeah. Like, you know, it, they're in the hood and it's set in the hood, but it doesn't feel like it's set in the hood because mm-hmm. the characters are so like non-threatening for mm-hmm. the most part yeah and it's like you're just hanging out on the porch with them all day yeah which is why i like it mm-hmm. and they have hilarious conversations throughout the day and people just it's one of those like yeah. it's like dazed and confused almost where mm-hmm. it's like you you know these people you understand them and you're just hanging out with them for the day yep and their interactions with people that just walk by yeah which is why i like it
1: i like um one i mean chris tucker oh yeah it's Fan coming out party f- yeah Yeah. Fantastic. And um, I also like there was other like there had been other movies that I had seen previously, like Boys in the Hood um, Mm -hmm. or other, I guess, uh, like black cinema movies that took place kind of like um, in the inner city or whatever that I really couldn't relate to just because. We didn't grow up in South Central, getting shot at We're all in the, the middle, time, dealing drugs. Yeah, yeah. Um, in mm-hmm. like the hood, just because the dynamic between the father and son was something I could easily relate. Like, sure, like I've been smelling your shit for twenty-two yeah, years. Yeah. You can smell mine for five minutes. Yeah, and shit like that, or like, oh, you got fired. How the hell did you get fired from your job? Or like on your day off, or like you pour <laughs> cereal. <laughs> you better put some water on that damn
0: shit, <laughs> and um. Like or the mom making breakfast and he's like, mm-mm.
1: and then she gets the plate ready and he's like, "Where's mine at?" Well, yeah, and
0: said maybe was making it for you. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that
1: and because happened to me. and that I mean it was a good home life that that mm-hmm. he grew up in and, yeah. and and I mean for the most part his neighborhood was fine. I yeah. mean it, like I think it was supposed to be the hood, but it didn't feel like the hood just because the the only reigning threat was like a neighborhood bully. Yeah, and then um. Obviously the drive-by, but that was just because Smokey was dealing, doing drugs, doing yeah. shit that and that could happen anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. Um, so and you had the neighbor that loved his lawn and was always
0: watering his lawn and didn't want you to get on his lawn. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, yeah, oh it could, yeah, it could be yeah. Anywhere. You all had, the, yeah,
1: everyone had that neighbor, and yeah. um, and I guess for being a uh, when did this when did that movie come 95. out 95. 95. So I was a twelve year old white kid growing up in white middle west small town this is the first movie i was able to relate to uh characters like that that took place in southern california mm-hmm. um so far so far away right. um and uh, but that but yeah uh, like you said just good hangout movie um and yeah just hanging out with the day and like all the the
0: different character actors that show up in the movie like john witherspoon who's his dad and he's so funny and and then bernie Mac. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Johnson I got a couple of clips here that just are awesome. Here's here's the Bernie Mac one. Shut up,
2: man. I'm the pastor. For what? Probably Smoke Bud too? How you doing, brother Craig? How you doing? I'm all right. Well, I see him. But yeah, is sister Jones in? Nope. Need this brother Jones. They both at work. Well your ass need to be nimble. Excuse me, brother. What we call drug, the 74th Street Baptist Church. We call a sin and sin, Well, around here, between Normandy and Weston, we call this here a little twin and twin twin. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when you see that, like, it's still funny now, but when you see that when you're, you know, when I was 11, it's just so funny. Mm-hmm. So over the top, so good. And here's here's the one with Anthony Johnson.
2: Smokey! 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 Smokey, what the hell are you doing back here? Ain't hey, nothing, man. Hey, I'm fixing something. Hey, just stay over there. But I thought you wanted me to wash your car. Hey, man, wash it later. Stay over there. Smokey, you know I ain't the smartest man in the world, but from over here, it look like you taking a shit. Ezell, get the hell out of my back Come on, man. Oh, the, let's smoke. You been eating corn, huh? Oh, get the hell out of my back. Come on, man. All right, man. But look, between me and you, man, when you're done, I'll clean all that shit up for you for two dollars. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, Ezell. What? You better not tell nobody, man. Man, I'm not, man. Keep it on the down low. Oh, wait, right, I'm not like that. I'm gonna keep it down, bro. Lala. Hey! Smokey back here taking a shit! Ezell. Well, I ain't gonna tell nobody else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway who, who directed that f gary, f. gary gray, gray. is yep. his debut
0: yep ice cube wrote it yep. with uh dj pooh
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and dj pooh played a uh character <laughs> he played uh great it was my grandma who gave me this chain yeah yeah and uh
0: yeah anyway that's my number four
1: <sighs> great movie see friday if you haven't seen it yes it's fantastic uh, my number three is, and I think we've already talked about this, uh, "Grumpy Old Men." It was on one of your lists for Thanksgiving, <sighs> yeah. I think. Yep. Um, or maybe wasn't Christmas. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, what a great movie. So yeah, Grumpy Old Men, and this is this is one that probably would not have been on my top five if uh, Christy and I had watched this like two months ago. Really? And or and it was before Christmas. Um, but yeah, just, I forgot how funny that movie it really is. is. And Burgess Meredith kills it. <laughs> for, so good. So <laughs> I he's mean, so he's good. like 80, like in his late eighties in this movie yeah. and his timing is just Impeccable. so good. Yeah. yeah. And his line delivery, everything. Um, but obviously the, he's uh, like the male Betsy, Betsy or Betty White. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, so good, um, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon uh, play so well off of each other. I yep. mean, their chemistry is phenomenal, um, and uh, it's—I mean, good story. I mean, if it's—it's uh, it's about these two uh, older fishermen, and they start competing after a girl. You can kind—I of, mean—and it's mainly I feel like it's their relationship that yep. it's about, not who's trying to get the girl. It's about Absolutely. their friendship. Yeah, it's about their friendship, and. Um, <clears throat> but just the 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 tiny things that they put in there, like Burgess Meredith threatening to separate them again. Yeah, like he's treating them like their kids. He's like eight late eighties, and then uh, John Gustafson and uh, Max are supposed to be like in the early sixties. Yeah, and he's threatening to separate them like their kids, and he's treating them like their kids. And oh, well, yo, he always says, Goddamn kids!"
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so I it, like when he when John gives gives a. His dad, like, a beer, and he takes
1: all the groceries. Keep the change. Change. (laughs) Uh. Pop, shouldn't you be smoking light filtered cigarettes? (laughs) I'm 93 years old. You think it matters? (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's great. I mean, I remember when trailers showed this, it was just so uh, off the wall that, oh, my word, older people are saying insults, slinging back at forth at each other and um, well
0: it's like what do you think they do yeah they're still human beings you know
1: yeah um uh, but rewatching <laughs> it again uh it it uh what didn't strike me as much when i was younger watching it just because i just lack of awareness or whatever mm-hmm. um is like i mean when you think about the history between the two characters as far as like, because they you see a picture of them next to each other, and they probably just grew up in those houses, took them over from their parents, yep. And it's just this is what happens when two best friends live next to each other their entire lives, yeah. yeah you're right. To where they can't stand each other anymore, but they also can't they, they can't not be around each other. Yep. Um. They they don't show that longing, but when one of them starts to have health Mm -hmm. issues then you see i mean um yeah you see how much they kind of care for each other but um and it helps that
0: it's jack lemon and walter matha are like two two of the best that ever do it yeah (laughs) they're so good
1: yeah because they they were in the odd couple back in the uh like 60s or 70s and i mean then um they did a sequel to grumpy old men grumpier old men um which is Burgess Meredith is still great, at it, yeah. But, he is, um, but this one's definitely the better one. But um, I mean, they've done and they've done several movies together, and their chemistry is uh, fantastic.
0: Yeah, and they can pull the dramatic is just as, as oh, well yeah. as
1: the co- comedic stuff. So yep. it's very good. So yeah, Grumpy Old Men number three.
0: Nice. My number three is The Big Lebowski. Ah, uh, not a directorial debut. Nope. is the Coen Brothers, but they did write it, and. <clears throat> I mean I'm sure everyone's seen the Big Lebowski. Uh would assume if you <clears throat> But it's tough to give a summary of what the movie's about because that's what the Cohen brothers do so well with comedies. Yeah. I its I would organized say organized
1: chaos. Uh Jeff Bridges plays a hippie in the Vagabond? early Vagabond. Yeah. In the <laughs> early nineties. Yeah. And um he uh some Europeans break into his building uh his apartment. Uh huh. Piss on his rug. Yes, and why do they do that? Because, because he owes them, them. money, they and didn't... they confuse him with a wealthier guy, right? With the last name of Lebowski, and so uh, they piss on the dude's rug, and it really tied the room together. It really so did. Jeff Bridges <laughs> decides, you know what? I'm going to get my rug replaced, yep. and so he goes to talk to the other Lebowski, the rich one to get a rug and from hilarity ensues hilarious. from there it's chaos yep but it's kind of like like other Cohen movies it's kind of like a mystery element like a yeah. kind of private eye a little bit yep, like a little bit mystery that you kind of have to solve and stuff and um but it's just it, it it's ridiculous chaos
0: that which I think they kind of they amped it up a little bit and Burn after reading have you ever seen that movie yes it's another one, time. Comedy one time where no one knows what's going on even mm-hmm. the characters but somehow they, the Coen Brothers make the story fit and somehow it makes sense, mm-hmm. which is I feel like that's how this story evolved. I don't know how they wrote this, but it's like okay, we're gonna start here, and then this happens. Like we don't know where we're going with it, but we're gonna make these things happen, and somehow we're gonna we're gonna have you know Walter, mm-hmm. who's gonna we're gonna have John play Walter, and he's gonna do funny Walter shit, and then you know we'll have Donnie and and then Jeff will just kind of anchor the movie throughout, and yeah. it's just great. The mm-hmm. dialogue's great. I mean, they're great writers, obviously. John Goodman steals the show. Oh yeah, relating everything to Vietnam, <laughs> and just my friends did going not on a out in the muck.
1: Um,
0: John Turturro is oh, great in it. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think they actually have it, a spinoff. Right, they did Where a he spin-off. plays Jesus? Yeah, yeah. Plays,
1: I don't think it. I don't think it went well. Uh, but he's
0: not even in the movie for that long. He's no. just so memorable. Mm-hmm. He's in it for like two minutes.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's him polishing his balls. Yeah. His, uh Yeah. It it is a good movie and it's it's not i i don't want to say it's like a high bar to get into but a lot of people don't like they try and watch it and they're like oh it just wasn't for me like yeah and so it's not i guess easily accessible i mean i feel like it probably is more now but back in the 90s it may not have been no um well it's
0: definitely geared towards my sense of humor
1: I know mm-hmm. what they're going for here,
0: and I find it hilarious. Yeah. Just like it, the casual... I have a clip that, that it encompasses why I think it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Well, let's listen to it. Let's listen to this, yes. Fucking Santana.
1: That creep can roll, man.
2: Yeah, but he's a pervert, dude. Yeah. no. He's a sex offender with a record. He did six months of Chino for exposing himself to an eight year old. Huh. When he moved to Hollywood he had to go door to door to tell everyone he was a petter ass. What's a petter ass, Walter? Shut the fuck up, Donnie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> every time. It gets me every time. It's just exasperated. Can't 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 give another ounce of energy to Donnie. And just says shut the fuck. Like, normally he screams it, but mm-hmm. he's just so exhausted by it at this point that he's just he just kind of lets it <laughs> eat yeah, which out of like his... a through like yeah, shut the fuck up, Donnie.
1: You mentioned that you thought the uh. '80s had more of a plot. See, I, this is a movie I think I had more plot, and because a lot of the comedic uh-huh. elements in this movie feel very very organic, <laughs> and to where it's just like in that world, it doesn't feel yeah. It's very over the top visually, but that's uh, done with reason. Uh, throughout the movie, like whenever he daydreams or he's knocked out or something, then he kind of visualizes things in his head. But, um, and the, some of the characters are over the top, but it's all kind of believable in this weird world. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense in the world. Yeah. And
0: um, in, in the, the comedy, it's sort of like inside joke comedy, which I love. Like, they constantly telling Donnie to shut the fuck <laughs> up and, like, it really tied the room together, didn't it, dude? Like, they, you know,
1: they always yeah. harp him back to the inside joke. And Or it could just be one of my favorite comedic bits. Uh, it's just a small bit, but uh, when um, uh, the dude goes to visit Jackie Treehorn, who I think is a producer of porn movies because he's yes. trying to track down Bunny or something. Yep. Ricardo Montalban. Yeah. The guy and, from Roadhouse. And so he's uh, also con. Um, yeah. So he's sitting on the couch and... The guy's talking to him and then all of a sudden like he gets a phone call. He's like, uh-huh. He like puts puts the phone in the crook of his neck. Like, uh-huh. and he grabs grabs a pen, starts writing down a piece of paper. and He's like, uh-huh. Okay. Rips off the piece of paper. And then he's like, I'll be right back. Walks out of the room. And then uh, the dude in there, which kids, if you are trying to figure out what <coughs> someone wrote down, you could kind of. Graze over it with a pencil or a crayon to kind of get an indentation to yeah. see what was pressed, like based on how much press, pressure they used. So he goes over there and takes a pencil and he he does the, the shading to see what he wrote down. And all it is is just like a stick figure with the humongous dick. <laughs> <laughs> he just <laughs> he gets done. He like looks <laughs> at it, reveals it. It's like it's like what? what's going on? It's like <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He's just like, what the fuck is that? And then he like he goes back to the couch. <laughs> just, has nothing to do with anything. <laughs>
0: Well, I think maybe they said that they set that up because the cop opens the dude's wallet like fifteen minutes later and it's the same picture. It's like what's going on?
1: Uh, it's a great movie. <clears throat> anyway, that's my number three. I'm starting to like your top five better than mine. <laughs> it's um, a great
0: it's a great movie. I recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's really funny.
1: Yeah. They uh one thing I like about it too is it's I feel like that and Fargo are total polar opposites. Mm-hmm. And um, not only as far as uh, humor, uh, because Fargo is definitely very, very dry, dry yes. humor, um, but also visual storytelling to where it's all white landscape, yep. whites and blacks and grays. And like <clears throat> there's very little color. Um, it's very drab, very yep. uh desert style to where the big Lebowski is more like extravagant, very decorated sets, bright, lots of colors and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, especially the dream sequences. mm -hmm. They're definitely,
0: yeah, more colorful.
1: Yep. So, um, my number two. Yeah. Is my cousin Vinny. Oh, great movie. That was of my honorable mentions. And, uh, that came out in 92. Uh, I don't think, uh, your sister has seen this all the way through yet. Really? Every, every time really? we try. And this is, it probably isn't a, uh, a great vote of confidence for the movie, but every time we watch it, she falls asleep. Um, <laughs> granted, we start it at 8 p.m. So, you That's know, her, close, her yeah. bedtime's at eight ten. Yeah. Um But uh, so My Cousin Vinny came out in 92, and it stars Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei, Ralph Macchio, Fred Gwynn, And uh, Bruce McGill, Lane Smith. um, And um, so it's about two New Yorkers get accused of murder in rural Alabama while on their way back to college. Um, They call to help. They call in the help of one of their cousins, a loudmouth lawyer with no trial experience. And Joe Pesci plays a loudmouth lawyer. Yep. um, And he's from New York. And the two kids uh, That get arrested are from New York And they're in the middle of BFE Alabama Yep And then hilarity ensues Because city people come down to the south Fish and, out of water story Yeah So <laughs> uh, But it is um, The dialogue is good it's, it's a pretty good courtroom yeah, movie It is um, It's a good little mystery movie yep. And um, The And Joe Pesci knocks it out of
0: the park. Yeah. I mean, he's... Yeah, Joe Pesci's great.
1: Uh, His interactions with the judge, um, Fred Gwynn, uh, (laughs) is fantastic. Yep. Um, Just... (laughs) But then also, uh, him and Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei, uh, they have pretty good chemistry together to where it's not so much... uh, it's not like a doting relationship or anything yeah. like that. It's, it feels kind of more realistic to where like, there's a scene where Joe Pesci is um, kind of, patting himself on the back and he's like oh look i got all i got all of our uh, the prosecutor's files because i sweet talked him and blah 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 yeah and <laughs> she's been reading this book as far as uh, court it's like, procedures it's like 2, yeah, it's like pages. it's like two thousand pages <laughs> it's like the stand and uh, she's been reading this book little by little and she's like and she's just kind of fed up with his attitude to where mm-hmm. he's like, you want to know why he gave you his files? I was like, I already told you why he's like, he has to, it's called disclosure. You dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but those two together are great. Uh, Marissa Tomei plays um, his fiance and uh, who happens to be uh, kind of a car savant almost, yes. but she knows a lot about cars. She's the rain man of cars. Yeah. And, um, but the Joe Pesci plays a typical New Yorker. Of, I mean, they they almost have
0: like a brother sister relationship, but a little you bit. forget like you, get, you forget, and because once they're they start to get romantic, like oh yeah, that's right, they're a couple. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, you get the sense they've been together for a while. Yeah, and one right. of the, one of the things um, in the movie is that uh, she said that she would marry him once he wins his first case, right, kind right. of a thing. Um, so but what'd you think of the karate kid in it? Do you like, do you like Ralph Macchio? I, <laughs> I do. And then, but I, but the first time I saw this, it, that's all I knew him from. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and he, and he's fine. Yeah, it. He's he fine. he doesn't have a, uh, a major role. Um, his, uh, buddy, uh, Mitchell, uh, played by Mitchell Whitfield, uh, Stan Rothenstein. I think he's funnier, uh, in the movie. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah Ralph Macchio is like eh, not a huge uh not a huge role in it but he he does fine uh the good characters in this are like the witnesses the mm-hmm. uh, the prosecutor the judge um and just like the the town people that Joe Pesci runs into and like the shit he has to deal with and yeah and everything else um but it's great uh without spoiling anything yeah definitely uh yeah, because yep. you're
0: right. It is a nice little mystery if you haven't yeah. seen it.
1: Yep. It's kind of cool. And uh, people are <laughs> written almost like real people. And, they are. Um, and yeah, it's nice. It is nice. It's really good.
0: All right, my number two. Yes. This is tough because the Farrelly's just went on a run in the 90s. So yeah. I had to like, like, all right, dude, is it, is it, is it? something about Mary is it Kingpin mm. uh me myself and Irene it was almost in the 90s is they just went on a roll but I landed on dumb and dumber that's okay. number 2 <clears throat> so i had i hadn't watched it in a long time so this is a movie that i this is probably the movie i watched the most growing up cuz it was just it's it's tailored for yeah. a 12 year old yeah so when i rewatched it i'm like is it going to hold up cuz that I means 12 year old humor humor and uh, it holds up. It's does it hold up or is it your it memory does. that it holds up? No, no, no. Yep. It, it holds up. And, and I and I I think I narrowed down why it is cuz I was thinking about that cuz I saw the sequel. Mhm. <clears throat> and here's the difference. The sequel, well, in the original it it doesn't feel like they're in on the joke. Mhm. Like they're just dumb. And the, and their 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 dialogue and their responses to the situations are are what dumb people would do. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. In the sequel, it's like they are in on the joke and they know that they're supposed to act stupid and dumb. And so things get over the top and it's like it's a gag and it's not what
1: it's, it's not what those characters would right. do.
0: It, they react the way the three stooges would react mm-hmm. over the top and, and just playing to the audience because they know they're part of a movie. When in the original, it's not like that. It's like they're reacting how l- less intelligent people would react. OK, that's why. So it, and I, I think, <clears throat> like Jim Carrey, it's his coming out. He's not so over the top Jim Carrey in it, like in The mm-hmm. Mask or in Ace Ventura. It's it's kind of dialed back a little bit. Did this come out in the same year? Is yeah, that- well, ninety four was Jim Carrey's year. Yeah. So it was Ace Ventura, then The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, all in nineteen ninety four. <sighs> so I feel like he dialed back. He, so Ace Ventura, he's full fledged Jim mm-hmm. Carrey. He dials it back in The Mask, and then he dials back. I think Further it's the and- perfect dialed back Jim Carrey comedic performance to the point where you're not like a straight man like, like Bruce and Bruce Almighty yeah. or Liar Liar mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, but, I mean, every five minutes is a memorable line or quote or scene that just stands out. It's just funny. Jeff Daniels is great. I think you need, because they talked about casting another comedian mm-hmm. in that role, and I think they did a good job of hiring Jeff Daniels because if they would have hired another comedian, I feel like it just would have been two comedians trying to top each other top each other yeah and it would have been distracting and stupid
1: um i agree with that yeah yeah because i mean jeff daniels i i remember watching it for the first time and not remembering seeing him anywhere except speed yeah and
0: um like turns of endearment some like dramatic roles yeah yeah
1: i mean he was in pleasantville later on and um but what's that uh what was that HBO show that he was in um, Oh, Newsroom? Newsroom. Yeah. Um but yeah, he mainly does uh yeah, more more serious stuff. Yep. Um Yeah, duh, I would yeah, the Farley brothers definitely had I I was debating cuz I, I couldn't do something about Mary cuz a romantic comedy because it was a yeah. romantic comedy. And it was already on my romantic comedy list. That's right, it was. And uh, then I thought I was like, "Well, Kingpin," because I remember watching Kingpin quite a bit. Yeah, I did too. And um, in Dumb and Dumber, i I feel like it's Pulp Fiction for me. Like I've seen it so many times that it's lost its its luster. I I don't think it lost its luster, but like I don't. I almost it's almost I don't need to see it. just because i I've, I've you've seen it so many times so many times you know it and, frame by frame yeah, yeah. And, and everyone from our generation yes, just everybody quoted did. the shit out of it oh, like yeah. that Chappelle show austin yeah. powers like e- i mean um so i don't know if it's yeah i just ate too much of it when i was younger um i mean i still enjoy it there's still i'm sure there's scenes that i would still oh. audibly laugh yeah um
0: here let me let me give you a clip of like, this is why, this is what I mean like they not they're not a part of the joke. It feels like organic dialogue that somebody who's not that intelligent would say.
1: Mm-hmm. They, do it for me. they just bring back a lot of memories. What happened, Harry? Some little Philly break your heart? No, it was a girl. Uh. Breda Felcher. Yeah, we stayed in a place just like this. Wasn't this classy? but you know, nice. Felcher from Cranston? Yeah, you know her. Oh yeah. I mean, I remember you talking about her. We had the most incredibly romantic time. I thought we were going to be together forever, and then about a week later, right out of the blue, she sends me a John Deere letter. She give you any reason? Yeah, I called her up. She gave me a bunch of crap about me not listening to her enough or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. But the thing that hurt the most is I think she was seeing another guy.
0: Uh, it's it's perfect.
1: Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely two characters that have heard things that people said, and they yes. just try to repeat it, thinking, "Oh, that's how people talk."
0: That they're applying it correctly. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. John Deere, a little Philly broke your heart. Like, no, yeah. oh, it was a girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like them not really knowing what the cliches or yeah. colloquialisms actually mean that they're yeah. using.
0: Yep. See, and that's a scene that I didn't. I didn't. You know, you didn't laugh at that mm-hmm. when you're when you're little. You laugh when he's like farting and with a lighter, yeah, or when they're stuck together because he pissed on him mm-hmm. and they're snot. You know, it's that stuff, but it's the little things like that that when you get older and you kind of realize that okay, that's that's it's pretty good dialogue. It's mm-hmm. funny. Anyway, that's my number two, Dumb and Dumber
1: Dumber. Uh, my number one. This this is the one I knew was gonna be on the top five. Okay, and um, <clears throat> let's see if it's the same as mine. I doubt it. You doubt it? Yeah, I, I guarantee it's not. Okay. Because I, right. I bet I know what your number one is. Okay. Um, it is office space. That's my number one. Really? Yes. Yeah! <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Tommy Boy.
0: No. Okay. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, I immediately thought of this when we talked about this category. I'm like, it's it's office
1: space. Yeah. I already know it is. And the reason why I have it is uh, my number one. It still applies today. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's so it's such a good um, deconstruction of shit office life. Absolutely. Or just life in corporate America, and it's so spot on. It's almost a documentary. Yeah. Almost.
0: It is, it, and it still applies today. Yes. And, um, if it wasn't for the hypnoti- hypnotization part of it, this would feel. Yeah. Like if you put it in black and white, like Kevin Smith was directing it for twenty two grand, and it was a black and white, and the same style as Clerks, you would think it was a documentary, Mm -hmm. for sure. The um,
1: it's it's so it's so good. I'm so happy it's your number one. So nice, uh, but yeah, written and directed by Mike Judge and who Uh, we love. Yes, we're big fans of Silicon Valley. Yep, and who actually he wrote this because Mm -hmm. when he used to work in software that's that was the inspiration for this and then he was later inspired to do silicon valley as well uh he also did idiocracy um he also did beavis and butthead and king of the hill king of the hill um but it uh three company workers who hate their jobs decide to rebel against their greedy boss and um it has it stars Ron Livingston, uh, David Herman, and Ajay Nadu. Nadu. Nah, you didn't, Najad. Uh i not going to work here anymore. But it's got Diedrich Bader, Stephen Root, Gary Cole, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. And it's great. It's awesome. I mean, it touches on everything traffic to just. Memos, which have easily been replaced by emails. Yeah, the company man who's who's
0: almost at retirement, and he's worried that the company is going to screw him over. Yep, that still applies today.
1: Yeah, you have um, the people that I mean that just get passed over or just ignored, Mm -hmm. Um, and then just terrible leaders. Yeah, terrible leaders. Just uh, the bosses, the (laughs) bosses that just kind of look over everybody. And not really paying attention to who's working for them, but just more of, oh, well, I, I, I'm aware of them. Yes. And that's how they are. Um, but the only thing I think would be, at least in my experience, would be the consultants. What about them? The management of the company takes to heart too much what, the consultants say to where oh yeah in the past it's like you bring in consultants oh well here's what you should do and they're like hmm no and yeah <laughs> it's like what the fuck are you paying these guys for? yes I know. um so but that would be but other i mean but it's still it still applies it does um but just what as far as like what the consultants say is great um it and makes sense because um just some <laughs> oh uh
0: so you physically take the blueprints from the customers from the engineers to the customers. Well, no, my secretary does.
1: <laughs> so, why? well, because engineers aren't people are are good people persons. I I'm, I'm a people person. Yeah. I'm I'm I, that's why I'm like yeah, being able to deconstruct people's jobs to a a a minute point and making people try to feel defensive or something yes. is yeah. But yeah, the I mean, it's so it's so good. It's if if you're unhappy in your job, I think you would. I mean, even if you are happy in your job, there's things in this movie that just ring true. Everybody, I I remember watching this with my parents. My parents uh, said like, oh, my God, this movie is so true. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm their age, when they first saw it, it's still true. Yep. And even when he comes home. Like to the shitty apartment with
0: a paper thin wall, mm-hmm. like that. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. We've all been in shitty apartments that we've, like, after a shitty day at work, you have to come home to this shitty place to to mm-hmm. lay your head. Yeah, <laughs> it
1: sucks. Yeah, there's like no escape. It's just it's just like the the drum. <laughs> no the, escape. Yeah, it's just the the forever gray skies of yep. existence. Um, of being a <laughs> faceless person in a cubicle. Yep. Um, and and your work doesn't really matter. Yep. Or maybe it does, but for this person, it doesn't. And, yeah. it's, um, and it's nice that you have
0: uh, um, uh, Ron Lemmingston. What's his character's name? I can't believe it Peter. Right. Peter. Peter Gibbons. So you have Peter, who hates his job and wants nothing more than to get, find another job. Mm-hmm. And then you have someone like Samir, who's like, it'd be nice to have that kind of job security. So he's yeah. happy just to have a job yeah. and have it for as long as possible. And Michael, same way, he's like, you know, he, he doesn't like it as much, but he knows that this what, is where he has to be because yeah. he wants to retire someday. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, more pragmatic about it. What else am I going to do? Right. What yeah. else am I What else am I good at? Yeah.
1: Um Yeah, so good. Ugh, yeah. That's
0: great. Here, I have a clip. This is uh it's going to apply to anybody. It's probably my favorite uh
2: What's happening? Uh we have sort of a problem here. <laughs> yeah you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your tps reports oh yeah i'm sorry about that i i forgot hmm yeah you see we're putting the cover sheets on all tps reports now before they go out did you see the memo about this yeah 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 i have the memo right here i just uh forgot but what's happening We need to talk about your TPS reports. Yeah, the cover sheet, I know. I know. Uh, Bill talked to me about it. Yeah. Did you get that memo? Yeah, I got the memo, and I understand the policy, and the problem is just that I forgot the one time, and I've already taken care of it, so it's not even really a problem anymore. Ah, yeah. It's just we're putting new cover sheets on all the TPS reports before they go out now, so if you could go ahead and try to remember to do that from now on, that'd be great all right peter gibbons
1: yes i have the memo okay hey, and speaking of problems what's this i hear about you having problems with your tps reports
0: yeah didn't you get that memo anyway it's like <laughs> we've all been there right yeah you have all these bosses and even your friends at some point even like bring up the stuff that you've dealt with all day long because
1: everybody knows everything in the office. Yes. It's so perfect. Yeah. So perfect. The, um, and that's one thing like, this movie does so well is, um, it's just those little, like just those Mm -hmm. little details. And it's like, it's really about nothing, but you could definitely relate it to something in your yeah job. And I mean, even it comments on weight staff and stuff like, like working in a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, even that that second boss who
0: comes in, like you've had that boss where they're not even trying to help you be better at your job; they're just doing something to cover their own ass. Like, oh no, I told him about yeah. X, Y, and Z, oh, yeah. and you know they're just telling it to cover their own ass. They're yeah. not telling you to it's make it like, better because I job. think Bill
1: lumberg is that guy's superior, yes. and so he's oh, there's my boss. So I'm going to go in there and, and just make sure yes. that yeah, I, I'm covered and everything. Because yeah, you know everyone's worked with that person that throws somebody else under the bus like yep. oh it's always they're always gonna be the hero but they're never gonna be the villain exactly because, uh, I mean they're that insecure about themselves absolutely and, yeah, um, yeah here's another clip people.
0: that's my favorite yes. I think Diedrich Bader is amazing
1: I'm sorry man I thought you wanna see
2: this doesn't that chick look like Ann
0: yeah
2: a little bit I... hey she hasn't been over here in a while you two still going out yeah
1: I guess, I i don't know. Sometimes I get the feeling like she's cheating on me.
2: Yeah, I get that feeling too, man.
1: What do you mean by that?
2: I don't know, man. I, I just get that feeling, looking at her like she's the type of chick that would just, Well, yeah. I'm sorry, man. Look, I, 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 you know, I'm talking out of my ass. I don't know. Forget nothing. it, don't worry, it's all right. I just, I had a rough day. Tell me about it, man. Uh, oh, I gotta wake my ass up at 6 a.m. every day this week. <clears throat> Drag up to Las Galindas? Yeah, I'm doing the drywall up there at the new McDonald's. Let me ask you something.
1: When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays?
2: No. No, man. Shit, no, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man.
0: <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> so it's not just like the uh, the dialogue; it's just the reactions mm-hmm. of of certain. Oh, it's and th- like that neighbor right there. I I know people, and you know people that work mm-hmm. like like manual labor jobs that can't relate to like office jobs and like the decorum that yeah, is associated that, that with you that. have to do. And, yeah,
1: and that that's the other thing too, is that because. Most people in the office, like, you want to say shit like that, but yes. you can't. Exactly. Because you have to do play the political game or some of that bullshit. And, yeah. Um, to where you just can't be like, Sh- just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, just shut up. Like, the one thing I think I would add to this is, like, meetings. Of course, it's more of a new thing now is, like, uh, virtual meetings. Yeah, yeah. And to where you'll have, like, these massive meetings And it'll be like maybe twenty people in there, and then it's mainly one person talking. But then, as soon as is one person chimes in with something, and the response is, "Oh yeah, that's a good point," I roll my eyes because then I know there's just going to be a fucking avalanche of assholes. Just oh, and another thing would be like everyone's got to like put in their two cents, chime in to make sure that they're heard, to make sure that they're (laughs) contributing to the team. They're doing all like. Just shut the fuck up, so we can shut down the meeting, and I can get back to work. And right, right. It's like, yeah, it's like this this high school uh faux um play nice or play date shit. It's uh, yes, it's weird, but yep. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah. that is the culture that we have all yes. cultivated <laughs> over the
0: past three decades.
1: Oh, uh, but yeah, f- great, great. Movie. If you haven't seen it, uh. I mean cuz it came out in what 99 99 and it's you know almost
0: 25 years old just it got still, in there still yeah. applies
1: yep still applies and uh, so it doesn't matter if you if you've worked any time in the past probably 50 years yep it applies it sure does um i don't think a single i i i don't think a i don't think a movie's been able to compare no office life. I mean, even the office just doesn't even. T- it's a different kind of show, mm-hmm. and it's it's not doing the same thing. But um, well, office those office characters to, are kind of caricatures of real life people. Yeah. This is like real. And they tried to do it in their earlier seasons, but those were bit ba- that was based off the BBC yeah show anyways, which the original BBC show came out slightly like just barely after this movie. I think it was like early two thousands um when yep. R- Ricky Gervais uh, created it.
0: Um, and I, I like the little touches in the movie where we're like, you know, and next Friday is Hawaiian shirt day. Yeah. And then they have like the birthdays and everyone's like, they're sitting there like waiting just for depressed. their piece of cake. Yeah. Not really conversing with each other. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is the highlight of the day. And it's so like, sad, sad. <laughs> yeah, that's a great word. <laughs> it's and like, you, get back to work and here's your cake
1: and enjoy it. And I, I like in the movie that You don't know what they do you know they're a software company but you don't you don't understand what they do because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what the company does because the work doesn't matter Mm because it's just it just doesn't matter and which is uh great the only time you see any kind of life (laughs) from uh the senior management is when there's an issue in accounting yes
0: (laughs) yes I show up and I kind of space out for an hour. Space out.
1: And I just stare at my desk, <laughs> but it looks like I'm working. <laughs> yeah. I would say any given week I'd probably do maybe 10, 15 minutes of actual work. <laughs> and you could probably—that's probably true. Yeah, it's probably true. And oh, I mean, I mean, it's like any—I think any any company gets that. I mean, once you get to a decent enough size, it's like, yeah, like how much. How much shit could there be it, that needs to be done? <laughs> and it's
0: you're right. And I tell you, nowadays companies are so big, and decisions have such dire consequences that no one wants accountability. That it's like meeting after meeting after meeting, yeah. so that we can decide on one thing. Yep. So that we're all on the same page. So that no one gets blamed for any consequences that come out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just. Wow.
1: Yeah. How do we get anything done nowadays? Oh, hell. I, I mean, in, in even some meetings, it's just, they're just useless. Nothing yeah. gets decided anyways. Right. It's like a bunch of options are thrown out there, and then it's like, oh, time's up. I got another meeting. All right. Well, that's us And I'm like, you didn't fucking do anything, guys. Same time <laughs> next week. Yep.
0: <laughs> we'll Keep that we'll-
1: ball rolling. <laughs>
0: Salary. <laughs> can has been kicked have a great day
1: people <laughs> how can we manipulate this report so i still get my bonus exactly <laughs> yeah
0: all right so both of our number ones yes. office space see pleasant
1: surprise Sometimes i, I makes didn't sense. think it was uh i don't think i didn't think it was going to be the same one
0: well uh to your to your point tommy boy almost made my list but yeah almost
1: i thought these other five were better
0: but I still enjoy Tommy Boy a lot. Sister's gonna be disappointed. I know. She Did she think it was gonna be on there? Yeah.
1: She well, she was like, <clears throat> She's like, Tommy Boy's not on your list. I was like, I know. She's like, it'll probably be on my brothers. And I was like, probably. Didn't make it. But that was my honorable mention. One of my on- honorable mentions. Mine too. The um I had other other honorable mentions that I had. Sure. Living in Oblivion. Which okay. I think you still have. I still have, then I haven't watched. You, you haven't watched it. That's that's fantastic. Yes, that's true to form. Uh, <laughs> Defending your life, except that is a romantic comedy. Okay, or I count that as a romantic comedy. Okay, and um, but so I had that on there. Uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Uh, is Happy Gilmore your favorite Adam
0: Sandler movie? Uh, like comedy, I mean.
1: Uh, no, uh, probably The Wedding Singer um that was my honorable or 51st uh, wedding singer yeah i think it would probably be more so than 51st dates he had better character in that one um yep. but um but happy gilmore would probably be my second yeah um the uh tin cup but tin cup i i don't know i didn't want to i didn't want to bury it in the like That's it's kind of a good movie it is and it's, it's pro- like a good movie it's Probably one of my favorite. Like, if we do like top five sports movies, might be in there. I think it would be in there. It's definitely, I think it's definitely my favorite golf movie. Um, Yeah. I don't feel like there's. Another movie, like a lot of golf movies, typically like romanticize, like like Legend of uh, Bagger Vance. Yeah, that shit. Like, oh, you gotta feel the thing. Blah, 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 yeah, so blah, you gotta be the ball. Uh, the yeah. ball doesn't
0: want to be anybody else but the yeah. ball. Like, it's just What's you the out on, on that field.
1: You're playing against yourself, and and they always talk like trying to do a Mr. Miyagi bullshit thing with it. Yeah, which is fine, but I don't think any of them have nailed it so much as what Tin Cup has, especially with the the climax of the movie mm. to where. It's very relatable and um but it, yeah. Anyways, but that was on there. Uh Kingpin, <sighs> Galaxy Quest, oh. Groundhog Day, yep. Loaded Weapon One, uh <laughs> Are we gonna do a top five uh like spoof movies? Like National We could. That that'd be a good one. That is a good one. Uh The Chase? Have you ever seen that? Who's in it? Uh Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson.
0: I've heard of it, never seen it.
1: It is a parody of okay.
0: I mean it's but it's not not in the vein of top or hot shots.
1: N- it's not that goofy. Okay. But it's kind of over the top and it's it's just, um it's pretty good. Um it kind of spoofs a bunch of different things. It spoofs news stories, it spoofs cop shows, it spoofs mm-hmm. Okay. Um but it's not some it's not like a scary movie kind of spoof. It's is just
0: it, is it like minute work? with Charlie Sheen and Emilio like kind another of sh-
1: honorable mention which was a great was, movie uh, I
0: almost I almost put that on the list.
1: It Minute Work feels a little bit more serious. Okay. Than, I mean the this chase? G- Yeah, I don't know, it might it might be the same. Yeah. But um, Do you like Minute Work? Yes. It's oh, a good yeah. movie, isn't it? Yeah, that was a uh that was a pleasant surprise to where me and my uh childhood best friend we were having a sleepover and we were like looking at the uh hmm. the video rental shelves and we didn't know. It said funny. Like it said funny on the box. So we're like, all right, we'll give it a shot. Fucking rolling. Yeah. Like that was just like, uh, maybe we'll have to do a hidden gym or something. Like yeah. That. That's a great that, word. It just like came out of nowhere. It is. I thought it was really fantastic. good movie. Um, and then like blast from the past. Uh, oh, God, I mean, it's so like basketball.
0: I, mean, I there's, there's so much shit. <clears throat> I had basketball uh, basketball almost, almost knocked clerks out. Cause, yeah. But it didn't because I just thought Clerks was just a better, barely a better movie. Basketball is just like one of those slapstick, like mm-hmm. like the story doesn't really matter. It's just more situation comedy kind of thing. And yeah. but it makes me laugh. Yeah. It is I very funny. Clerks
1: is definitely a better movie than yeah. Uh, than yeah, basketball. Austin Powers. Yeah. Um,
0: do you like the first or the second one better?
1: In Dirty Work, uh, I like. I think I like the second one better. I do too, and I I feel like. With those movies... The second one I feel feel like held up. But it was, it was a weird thing with those movies because I remember watching the first one thinking it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the second one. And the second one just made the comedy that much better to yes. where the first one wasn't as funny. I know. Yeah, I agree. And then the third one came out and I feel like parts of the third one did that. But it fell flat and just, it wasn't able to, I feel like, dethrone part two. But it did have moments of, in part three, Goldmember, that uh, was still funny. But it was a very weird phenomenon of the spy who shagged me just being so much funny, so much more funny than the first one, that the first one lost its humor for me. Right. And I've I've never seen that before. Of course, comedies don't typically get a lot of... Uh, sequels right um direct sequels like that yeah
0: if if we're if we were gonna do a list of top five sequels that are better than the original i think austin powers 2 would make it yeah i think it's funnier Mm -hmm. and heather graham is she's a little you know she's terrible on the eyes terrible
1: god awful (laughs) Fucking put what a train wreck yes what a train wreck jesus
0: uh My honorable mentions were a lot like yours. Uh, a couple that I'll mention that we didn't, haven't talked about yet Dazed and Confused. Yep. But that's more of just a good movie. Yeah. It's and a really good movie.
1: That, that I feel, and I thought about those movies like Dazed and Confused is uh, coming of age. Yeah. And that's what I, I mean, it has comedic elements into it, but it's a it's a slice of life or mm-hmm. coming of age movie. Same thing with uh, uh, Gross Point Blank was on there. and it, But I count that as a coming of age right. kind of movie. Yeah.
0: Uh American Pie. That's more of a teen comedy to me. It's mm-hmm. its own category. Because I, I also like Can't Hardly Wait and I like Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah. So they're not really they're in a separate category. Mm-hmm. We can make a separate list on that. And then uh I I South Park Bigger, Longer and Uncut is one of the funniest movies ever made to me, but to me, it's an offshoot of the show, so I didn't include it in the list. I just mm-hmm. feel like it's a long-form episode of South Park. So I I didn't, had nev-
1: I've never seen that movie. You
0: would laugh your ass off. I, it is I, so good. I
1: love Team America. I love basketball. I love um, Orgasmo. Yeah. Um, so I've seen other stuff. For some reason, I just never watched. And I liked South Park. Mm-hmm. It's just I've just never got around love to it. watching.
0: We're we'll out to watch it sometime. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to do an episode on it. <laughs> it's so good. All right, Jay.
1: Well, anything else? Uh, not on my end. So, uh, I will say, join us next time. Yes, please. As we watch for the first time and talk about the nineteen seventy six Sydney Sydney Lumet Lemay Lumet Lemay Lumet? yeah Lumet <laughs> Sydney uh, uh, Alexander dumbass uh, like <laughs> Buffett. <laughs> It's uh, Sidney LeMay Film Network. Yep. So we have never seen it. Nope. A lot of people talk about it. It's on AFI's list. Yep. So we will we'll give it a shot. Yeah. So last time we did this was Lawrence of Arabia, way back at our second- Episode two. Episode two. Yes. So we'll take a look at Network and uh, look at it through modern first-time virgin eyes mm-hmm. and uh, talk about it. Yep. So if you are a fan of Network or have yet to see it, encourage you to watch it yep so you can follow along uh if you have seen it and you want to uh listen to two assholes uh <clears throat> probably butcher the shit and completely miss whatever fucking themes there were that's what we're here movie, for we're here have a listen you're here to
0: waste time together folks Yes.
1: <laughs> we're, we're in it together until we slowly die yes and words to live by jay <laughs> Until our life just slowly dims as we hurl off this fucking rock into yeah. the space of nothingness. <laughs> but first, don't it's worry. A- <laughs> comment on our episodes
0: and a cast of donate. Put it on a Hallmark card, Jay. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day.
1: Um, but yeah, visit our website. Rate us if you enjoy the show. Yes, please. We appreciate you listening.
0: Mm-hmm. We sure do.
1: You tens of listeners, you. You're the best ten. So yes. yeah. Next time, network nineteen seventy six. Don't know where it's streaming. Search for it. Find it. You guys are big people. You can you can figure it the fuck out. Till Til next me- time Jay. Till next time Matt.